This is On the Radar with me, your host, Radar, as always. But normally we talk about local and national sports and pop culture. Due to the upcoming television season starting as we're in the late September, beginning of October, there have been plenty of TV shows that have had their season finales that are either canceled or still on the air that have not been talked about on this podcast that have already been viewed. So if you're looking for some of the television shows that were canceled, you can check out the previous podcast, Podcast 154. This is Podcast 155. And as, as I mentioned, we'll be talking about TV shows that have been renewed or the miniseries, either way. First thing is, NBC had this crime drama miniseries. And in my opinion, it was probably one of the worst things about that I've seen in my life. It was called Thing About Pam. About this lady who lied and stole money and killed people. She's like famous in you know Missouri and how she got away with it for a while. I watched it. Renee Zellweger put on a fat suit, put on a weird voice, and, and it was just horrible acting. Josh Duhamel put on a wig. Judy Greer put on wigs. They just looked stupid. They had Pamela Avalon's daughter, who I know, and she was okay in the movie. And Katie Mixon's character obviously was killed as the woman who dies in the thing. In the in the thing where she's portraying the woman who dies. Glenn Flesher was the guy who was accused of all this stuff and I just thought it was really bad the narrator was annoying as I mentioned her in the fat suit was annoying her friend was dying of cancer it was like okay and it was pretty obvious from the beginning you could tell that she did it and then of course they, the guy comes to find his wife is dead outside so the police obviously took the man in because of course the man's fault and of course this woman lied about everything so I knew things were going to happen she Lying about how her friend's husband was horrible. And they're like, if someone shows you who they are, you should believe them. And Duhamali's playing the good lawyer. Judy Greer is playing like the one protecting her. Makes her look bad. They look the, they make the police look stupid. And they probably were. And like, change the whole life policy to her and not the husband. So you could tell that she had something to do with it. She was used to start witness. They used the family. Kids are suing her. And for a while, no one's looking at her. And I'm thinking about this thing was, I'm sorry, NBC, but doing mini, a miniseries crime drama, it is one of the worst things you've ever written and done before. So I would just tell you guys to just never do this again because this was a waste of time. Now then, a show that was on NBC as well, but this got renewed, as I mentioned, I talk about canceled shows, was La Brea. The way the show ended was the Asian woman who dropped down from Gavin's plane they found now she's one of the people responsible for the group of scientists making the sinkhole. That the Silas character that was on the island, he's a scientist. And there's a sinkhole towards Seattle. And that both Gavin and his daughter and the girl who was down there, they go down the sinkhole to Seattle. And that this Asian lady was down there. She built the structure to protect them. And again, the kids disappear in a green light. Now, I thought this show was an issue because NBC has done a lot of you know, sci-fi events where you have different forts of law enforcement. You got regular people. Everyone's trying to figure out what's going on. And obviously the show is where Natalie Zahner's daughter and John Seda and his son are some of the people who are stuck down there. Nicholas Alice, who killed off the good doctor, he's, you know, down here too because he went to go protect them. And overall, I was like, 
I didn't think that this show was worthwhile enough that they're like, yeah, let's 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 bring it back. So of course they bring it back, and it brings so many questions into. Now that we know that these scientists are the ones that made the sinkhole, and that we find out that the little boy in the show that's in the past is actually in real life, Kevin, because he and his supposed sister came from the original sinkhole, came from the original portal from the past in the 80s. And that's why there's like a thing there, and they said in this season they're going to have different wormholes and stuff and that's where I'm like you're getting it to a point where this show is super 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 confusing and you got so many different plots and things to follow because obviously you got the government and then you got the secret organization and then you have like all these different people and they had to make the most diverse a gay couple a middle eastern dude you name it that this show in my opinion did not deserve to be renewed I felt like eh NBC go back to scrapboard after like they did the show debris because as flawed as Manifest was, there was some sort of cohesion to the show that you could figure out the mystery and want to be on there. But of course, it's not this show. So obviously, I will see how everything resumes in season two when it comes back because yeah, that it just not good. Seal Team, one of my favorite shows of all time. That CBS said, even though it's a popular show, we're going to put it on our new platform, Paramount Plus. Which I thought was stupid because you should put all the remakes on that channel. Like Magna P.I., which was on CBS, The Equalizer, you name it. Of course, they moved that show. So, like, there's the final four episodes on broadcast television. Well, guess what happened? It was on a Sunday night. And football going late. And then they have to show 60 Minutes or someone's going to have a heart attack at CBS. They don't show 60 Minutes every single week. That I had to go on the internet and watch it illegally because the only way to watch it is you got to go on Paramount Plus to watch it. And I'm like, that's bull because it was on CBS originally. It's not my fault. You guys screwed up. So, obviously, some of the storylines are raised PTSD, Sonny having a kid, the new leader of Ravel, but the old one is still there. You know, that... Those four episodes did not actually have anything to do with like a uh, sort of finale in a way. Obviously, they got you with that. They're like, you know what? We are going to get you with that sort of things. And that... I was like, okay, you got me. So yeah, those four episodes where they go on this mission, there's definitely nothing that you can be like, you know what? That is where they're going to continue that sort of situation and you're going to be okay with it because that's how they get you. Now you're just like, wait, what happened? What's going on? That's where I'm a little bit mad that it's just like... They did that to you. Obviously, they show flashbacks of like 9-11 to see how they all... Join the military, especially Jason. Obviously, they're still grieving over Full Metal dying. Blackburn is an op, so it's interesting. It's a South Korea, North Korea mission, so they got called in early. Jason's dealing with aging and his son coming back and stuff to cool. Fly to Russia. Davis tells Sonny they can't be together. Sonny obviously questioning Ray's PTSD. 
They make a funny ass ramen joke. They're in the abandoned Korean war barracks. And they didn't put Ray with Sonny on each squad. There are more cars for more people to ask questions looking around. Secret place. They arrested her, this lady. More guards looking for the power outage. Attempt a rescue mission. Sonny again questioning Ray. There's a distraction they get out of. He has work on a drive. Pulling out all the subs out of Korea. Obviously, they have a window to make it to leave the guy or take him with. And, of course, make it to the beach. But they but left probe for ID so they go back to look for it. Ray tells him he's had the PTSD. And they accept the clay. Said he's having a kid. His father has cancer. Jason obviously having memory issues. And in those flashbacks of 9-11, the Jason actor looks like him. They did a good job there with his, how they were giving birth to a daughter. They have Clay looks like he's 8 or 10 with his dad who's in retirement. And then with all the stuff happening, his father had to go back into action even though he was like retired. That was interesting. And he lived with his grandparents. And they all visited a memorial site, which was interesting because I've been there. Yeah, and my question is when his son and his daughter visit Jason... The dude's thing like in a small little closet. Like there's a room. I don't know. Then obviously her boyfriend's over and said he wants to join the SEALs. They want to live together. So that doesn't make Jason happy. Clay's dad is in town. Supposedly they haven't talked in two years. Sonny keeps watching the baby monitor overboard. Davis has a date. Sonny sees that. Obviously not happy. Their next mission is in Africa and Ray's in charge. And rumors of Ray in charge and, be, and his behavior is getting out. Seconds for the mission because they tanked it. Instead of getting the bad guys when sleeping now. So it's a big compound. There's more dangers, more security. It's in sunlight. So they're being shot at. Got two targets. Sonny jokes about his weight. Got all of his plans on terrorism. And of course, the suicide bomb train did a Butch and Cassidy Sun reference. And it looked like many have been caught. So obviously, all these elements of race, PTSD, Jason's memory and his aging, Clay, and Sonny's having children. They did a good job on that. But they kind of get you with, yeah, we're just going to show you these four episodes and there's no real... There is no real closure. You have to go and watch that season. So obviously, I'm hoping that stupid CBS actually puts it on DVD this season because I would love to be able to finish that. Now, The Cleaning Lady, a show that, like LaBrea, I mentioned, not a great show. The best episode was the first episode. It seemed like a TV movie, and then it just went downhill. And I love Oliver Hudson, Kate Hudson's brother. But... I can't take him seriously as an FBI agent. I know him as a comedic guy. And Aiden, Aiden Canto, seen him in multiple projects. He's a good actor, but after a while, it's like we could tell that he was going to want to sleep with the cleaning lady because they had this sort of connection, And even though they both had people. And they obviously, in season one, hinted that her husband was overseas and he wasn't coming back. So, of course, the way season one ends is she gets arrested, deported after they f- after they fail in the trunk because they're trying to get her out of... Mexico and no one helped her and because Canto couldn't get over there and obviously Hudson tried to save her but her but at least her son is safe and healthy because the donor took him back they show flashbacks help and they're like well you got to help the feds or go to jail because it's disruption of justice what you were doing Alvar Hudson could be fired Armin is offering all the money of a deal to give up Hayek but he could die if he doesn't if it doesn't happen Armin and Hudson meet up for a deal to let him go free no wiles, no nothing. Of course, he's being shady with the FBI, keeping some of the money. So a deal's going down. Different suites. Hayek has been shot. So, of course, great. Is Canto character going to die? Arrest happens at a hotel and the guns. And they check the cleaning landing carts and they can't find anything. And the daughter goes, you know what? I can't deal with my father. You know, 
Ain't case key. Armand is his name, but I, yeah. Yeah, so with Hayek, the daughter goes, my father's shady and I can't deal with this. So let me turn in all the evidence. So, of course, the son was wanted for murder. Hyman wants Armand to run his operation. He didn't know it before he set him up. He visits in prison and gives her a code for, to safe, I guess. So now he knows where it is. So the wife gets gives gives his wife the money. The cleaning lady, clearing Armand's name with the money by cleaning it. Because so, now he owns a company and obviously it's a clinic in the back, which is a good idea. But then obviously the cliffhanger is her husband took Luca by the time that she comes back from Mexico and agrees to do all these things and all this whatnot. That's a cliffhanger. That's how they get you. They're like, well, she did everything for her son, which would have been a good, great TV movie or just a movie. But we're going to make a whole second season out of her trying to get her son back. So, yep, let's go through all the emotional trauma of her son being getting a you know a transplant and doing it in Mexico. And, of course, now her son's missing. That's where I'm just like, yeah. And the interesting thing is, it's always sunny. Finally came back after many years off, and it was an interesting start to the season where Mac and Dennis said they screwed the election with their ballots, giving a wrong ballot box and counting. Frank said he was able to go to the salon because obviously they make Dang DeVito look like he's in his 60s or 70s and not 80s. So they go to the salon and then he complained about wearing masks. So then he said, let me start an underground hair dyeing program in the porno shop. And they bring the Giuliani thing in. And Dee and Charlie, they're selling Halloween masks. Then, of course, these guys with animal pets used them in the Capitol riots. So it's like, okay, interesting. Then the other part of the season was... Mac wanted to find his, his his origin in like Ireland and he and they like play a trick on him that he's not from Ireland he's from somewhere else going the priesthood all this other stuff Dee's going there to act and then what is Charlie and Frank doing nothing and Dennis Dennis and Frank try to do their own thing because because Dennis and because Frank feels left out because Charlie was looking for like his pen pal brother but reality was his real dad was the guy who played Miles O'Brien in. <laughs> In Star Trek, you know, the next generation. You know, Colin Meany, who I know from Stargate Atlantis. So he plays Charlie's dad, and that's interesting. So Frank thought he was the father because the way they had it in the seasons past was Frank's ex-wife, who had Dennis and Dee, was a whore. So he slept around, and he slept around with Charlie's mom. So, of course, they all thought that Charlie was his son because obviously they lived together in that weird situation in the show, which obviously no one understood. But, of course... And then they, and then of course, Dennis has COVID and won't tell anybody he's got COVID. He's like, no, I'm all good. I'm not getting vaccinated. So of course, another COVID thing. And of course, Frank has it as well. And Charlie's dad gets it and dies. And obviously, they have to like chuck his father's body over the sea, which is interesting. So yeah, it was interesting how you find out who Charlie Charlie's dad is. He gets to know him, and all this other stuff. And of course, they kill him off anyway because they weren't going to have Colin Meany being a regular on the show. So that was an interesting way. And I can't wait till the next season because obviously that show was broken the rule of longest running sitcom by only being like eight episodes at a time.
Now, and one of the last things I want to get to is the way that Brooklyn Nine-Nine ended. One of my favorite sitcoms of all time had their final season this past spring, and they did a final heist, non-holiday one. Amy and Chief Holt working together for the deputy commissioner's office. And then, obviously, Terry says he's not playing because he's trying to be captain of the precinct. So, obviously, it makes sense. He's been in that role for such a long time that he deserves to, obviously, be at that thing. And then, obviously, Rose has already left the, the precinct to be, obviously, a detective. And Jake's thinking about leaving. Good thing is Kevin and Holt are back together at some point. But, obviously, they have to go back and forth with trying to help them get together. Because Jake feels like those are, like, his parents. And they have great parents and stuff. And, uh... Gina comes back, obviously, for an episode because there's obviously no way that Chelsea Parady was not going to be in an episode or two to end the show. So that's obviously she came back and they brought Pimento back, which is funny because Jason Monte Eunice is a really, really funny guy and his character has been great. Now, Terry thinks that the office was fake. that They were playing a prank on him when he went for the interview for Captain. And, of course, he freaks out and breaks things because Terry Crews is darn Hugh monkey bulking guy. But, of course, it was not. Boyle found out. He was like, I'm so sorry. We didn't, you know, it wasn't a prank. And then, obviously, Jake has a, Jake does some fireworks and a concussion, and he thinks it's seven years later, but it's really not. Boyle is in the, Air, is in the Arizona Sheriff's principal office, so it's interesting there. Teddy replaced Mac, which was interesting. And then they did Mission Impossible with him, where they, they changed everything, which was cool. And, and it was like, yeah, I always want to be chloroformed. Then they had Fred Armisen in an episode, which was interesting. And, of course, Amy and Holt say their goodbyes because, obviously, they're moving on because he's got a promotion and she went elsewhere. And Terry became captain of the 9-9 finally after all these years. And they did Terry with the Kool-Aid Man thing going through the window. Hitchcock came back because he, he said, I won the heist. They say their goodbye. And it's a year later and the heist is still happening. So it's nice. Get some closure with Jake and Amy in their careers. Rosa with what she's doing. Holt doing what he's doing. He's back with his husband. And 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 that's an example of two straight actors playing gay guys. And they did a good job. You have to be gay to be gay. And obviously Boyle's still doing what he's doing in the precinct because he's obviously not partners with Jake. So again, I'm going to miss Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm, I can thank NBC for picking it up. But I can't thank NBC for shortening the amount of episodes from 18 to like 15 to 13 to 12 to like 8 to 7. It's like they got less and less every single season. And that was really, really, really annoying. Because obviously it was a quality show and it should not have been canceled in the first place. And you should have just let it be how it should be where you get the same amount of episodes it always had. Now another show that should have got this, the amount of episodes... That deserved because season one of Nancy Drew, when it got picked up for a full season, was supposed to get 22. But of course, you know what happened. The pandemic happened and so many shows stopped production and what they were doing and it got 18. So then they're like, well, the next season, which instead of being on in the spring, they moved it to the fall, got, got 18 episodes. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Then I thought, well, we're in the year 2021. They definitely have time to film a full 18 to 22 episode season. They gave us 13 episodes, but said, hey, we're starting back in October again. It's going to be done right away. That was the annoying part because, again, and then at some point this year, a bunch of CW shows got canceled. A bunch of CW shows were junk, and there's room in the schedule, and they made a mistake because Riverdale and Flash, those long-term shows, they're, they're ending, okay? 
All American has been very successful. It's my favorite show. So it's a spinoff. But Nancy Drew has really been the best show because it's not a remake. It's not this. Now, obviously, they did a recap of... Basically, they have to save Ace's soul for her blood to open the veil because that's how they got... That's how they got her, the witch, her evil witch relative, did the soul splitter thing. They got to evacuate the town. They got the soul splitter. Skinwalker was finally killed. Then she put something in her blood to spike Charity. Obviously, Charity found out. The Copperhead Killer, is he dead? Well, they gave Charity everything because now she's trying to do everything. No one is actually listening, evacuating. And obviously, she's breaking, so fail. Ryan throws, throws, the ring of an ass gets canceled out by something she throws back. So I'm like, dang, Ryan got hurt. Nancy used the witch killer on her, and then they're like, okay, the woman died, and it took 15 minutes for the bad guy to die, and I'm just like, that is not realistic when it's a one-hour show, that in 15 minutes, they killed the bad guy, so I knew there was something fishy that that wasn't going to happen, so of course, they sealed the veil, Now, but now there's something wrong with Ryan, and then Ryan died, and then she can't catch a break, her mother, her grandmother, now her real dad, now her ex-boyfriend, Best gets keeper of the historical society because she inherits that. George goes to law school. Nick goes to Florida. Best GF is watching the Children's Center. Boston FBI guy going back home. News only for one season because he obviously is in 911 is Chimney's cousin, but I don't know what he's doing because he stopped being a firefighter. No story. The city loves you. Ace and her finally get to be together. And then, of course, she gets Ryan's car. Then they guess what? They crash because there's blind spot and Ace dies as well. Then you find out it was a fortune telling and Ryan and Ace are not dead. There's a curse on Ace if they date whenever he dies. It's bogus that she can never be with Ace because he's going to die. Because, of course, Charity did that to him. Veil is pierced. Horseshoe Bay for being destroyed by a tidal wave. So she can't be with Ace, but this town gets saved. So at least she does that. So Ryan's is saved. He doesn't die. Inheritance, Icarus Hall. But she doesn't want to go to law school, George. Best still runs social society. Nick's parents come to, come to help town. Ace gives his notice because he's like, yeah, I can't be with Nancy. I'm going to leave. Ace just works at the morgue. Get his own apartment because he's living with Nick's apartment building. She's turning down Ace is one of the saddest things because I could tell from the beginning of the show that they were going to be together even though she was with Nick to start with and then she was with the Bess's cousin. And obviously, Dad is hanging up a sign at Icarus Hall. She finds cards on the floor narrating their fates. One was for... For Sakwe, what's near dear to you? One betrays their true love. One will lose his heart. One will wreak havoc on this town. The couple wants Ryan to introduce this, this society keeper. One of you will fill the destiny because the other is to fall. Someone calls Nancy for investigating company. The cemetery and there's empty caskets. So again, it's her going and doing her usual thing of looking into things. But that's interesting. It's what's ever near and dear to you. Because one will betray their true love. Did, did George betray Nick? Nancy loses her heart, or, you know, Ace, and then one one wreak havoc on the town. Is that Nick? That is best. That is whatever. That's where there's all the interesting things. And I'm just a little bit sad because, obviously, if they wrote it that she could be with Nick to start the show and then her with someone else, you would think they'd be like, yeah, let, let her actually be with the person. But, of course... We'll have to figure out what's going on with those cliffhangers and what's going on with the show. But again, it's a little bit sad that they screw over like that once she saves the day. So, 
that show, All-American, All-American Homecoming, Riverdale and Flash, and obviously Superman and Lois, and Stargirl, some of the best shows on the year, but then obviously Riverdale's been on too long, Flash has been on too long, and on one of these next podcasts, I will talk to you about the Riverdale miniseries and how season six went, because it's one of those shows, one of the seasons so far where, like it was when it was first on the year, where I was watching it every single week, waiting and waiting and waiting till the next time it was on, and having to wait, because normally, everyone streams it and binge watches on like a Netflix or some sort of thing. I was watching it week to week in suspense, and it was getting addicting. This season six has been so unbelievable and interesting and addicting that you're just like, man, oh man, I gotta get, I gotta watch those episodes, and I still got a few left because they're so been good. I just want to not be done with them. On that same podcast, I will also talk about Superman and Lois's finale. I will also talk about Tom Swift's finale as well, just for you to get this the finales done with. And lastly, a show that did get canceled that I not mentioned before, Naomi, the show about that black girl who's an alien. Her parents are aliens. She's been moving around. They have Hawkman, and they've had some other characters who are military-based. They have a Thanagarian warrior who's not actually Hawkman. This other alien that helps her has power someone else. And obviously, they recap a season one's post of Superman blog, Don't Trust Anyone, giving the Zambada the disc because she got to trust Zambada. They're ambushed while leaving town. Her parents and powers are being taken. Her team friends are okay, and then she's working with them. There's a trap by taking the adults. So the team friends are trying to help her save the adults. Naomi is leaving at Earth-29, but Brutus on the other universe. She can't be near Superman for too long because then some things happen to her, which is really stupid. But okay. And her fake parents stole her because her real parents were killed. That's something they're like, well, they got to deal with that. And obviously, they restore the planet before there's a tear, so they need her help to do that. Akira sacrifices herself to save Naomi, which was nice. they got to find the 29 to help fight Brutus. So she's got to go back to Earth-29 to find the other people. D is obviously left to look for his girl because they tell he's alive. The teens have a party. She realized her fake parents are bad and they should not. she should not trust them because obviously it said they've been saying for a long time in these flashbacks, don't trust anyone and really should have trusted Bada more than her own fake parents and she flies away from her parents. So guess what? This show ends on a cliffhanger and I thought, as I always do, that because the CW renews everything that I predicted this show was going to be renewed. But of course, little did I know, the CW is going to be merging with Discovery and all this other stuff and of course... They would go ahead and cancel this show. And because of that, it's never going to get resolved. It's not going to be picked by HBO. It's not going to be picked up by Netflix. It's not going to be picked up by anybody. And you're going to go, well, that was a waste of my life. At least season one of Birds of Prey and some of these other superhero shows that I've watched that got either one or two seasons. There was some sort of sim- symmetry to the season and you could figure things out. But this show was just confusing. And that is the mistake that CW made. You didn't have to go all the way back to a comic book that came out in 2019 and say that, well, there's a comic book that came out in 2019 and a black superhero where her life's perfect. She's got all the friends. She makes great. She's a great student. The only thing is she keeps, you know, moving from school to school, but she's somehow popular. She's got superpowers, blah, 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 that you go all the way back to 2019 and say, yeah, that's the thing. I, if CW wanted to make successful superhero shows, they sh- they need to go back between 1940 and 2000. Plenty of good superheroes that don't need to have all the special effects that you would need to... That The reason why Legends and Flash has suffered a bit 
and how Superman only a Superman because you don't have all the special effects for some of these people. So that is what I'm just trying to get at is this the whole thing is there's plenty of characters at the CW could have decided to make a TV show, but now with CW being merged and they canceled Batwoman and Legends of Tomorrow and Flash's ending and Black Lightning was pushed off the air, you know, so there's no Batwoman, there's no Legends, there's no Naomi. And even the Superman and Lois is technically not in the same universe and Stargirl's not in the same universe, that at the end of the day, they've missed the opportunity because it seems like everything now is on HBO that CW could have continued the Arrowverse or continued telling superhero stories by like doing The Question and doing Metamorphosis and doing Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. And they're doing this like Gotham Knights type of show where it's Jason, it's uh, it's Damian Wayne and other characters. Okay, that's cool and dandy. But obviously, obviously there are so many superheroes that I can go on and on and on that that you could continue to make a show of. Obviously, you could do evil characters. You could do good characters. But again, still, there's just plenty of superheroes that you could have you could have done shows on CW and it had better success than the ones you did. Because Legends of Tomorrow had all this promise of being about switching characters. Like Animal Man, you don't need to do special effects for that. Even a show about Aqualad, that's something you could have done as well. Adam, obviously, you did that and you did it the wrong way. So this is just a few of these characters. Adam Strange is something you could have done. He doesn't really have to have that lot of special effects. And obviously, they've done Black Canary. They've done Black Lightning. As I mentioned, they could have done Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. And they're just all these characters they could have done, but... Thanks again for listening to another edition of On the Radar, episode 155. And normally, as I mentioned, we talk about sports and pop culture, but obviously wrapping up TV shows. As we talked about the La Brea finale, Brooklyn Nine-Nine series finale, Nancy Drew season finale, SEAL Team regular broadcast finale, It's Always Sunny's opener and finale, the Cleaning Lady season finale, and the Naomi finale, and the miniseries thing about Pam. As always, you can get my podcast wherever you get it, On the Radar, you, uh, Apple, Google, Spotify. Check out the YouTube channel on the radar for baseball observations, movie reviews. Follow me on Twitter, Radar4428, or the blogger, Radar4428. The website is on the radar, media.com. The Facebook page is on the radar, Table Blog. For episode 135, I'm Radar. See you guys next time.